on this episode of the Girl Talk Podcast. That false self has to be constantly fed by false affirmations. Mm -hmm. And that's like Mm -hmm. why Facebook likes mean so much. Instead of allowing that false self to go away, being authentic and let Jesus meet you right there. Mm. You're listening to the Girl Talk Podcast. My name is Carol. I'm Kelly. I'm Trisha. And we want to say a great big thank you to our friends at Compassion for sponsoring this season of the Girl Talk Podcast. Compassion is releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. And you can find out more about Compassion and what they're doing around the world at thelightfm.org and click on the Compassion banner. Thanks to Compassion for sponsoring Mm -hmm. Girl Talk. We appreciate you. Today we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. Have you all heard Mm. that term? I've heard it. Yeah, tell me what that is. Okay, imposter syndrome is when people doubt their skills, talents, or accomplishments Mm. and have a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as frauds. Oh. (laughs) Is that what you thought it was? I know. I didn't know exactly what it was. Okay. Uh, I know what that is. Yes. Because I've dealt with it. Sure. I think we all have. Wow. For sure, yeah. 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 Man, the, the... Bottling all that up, though. Yeah. Wow. The things you can do when you feel like you're going to be exposed as a fraud. Yes. Fear Ah. of exposure. Yes. As a fraud. All right. So Mm. let's let's break this down. Um, What do you feel Mm. like is at the heart of imposter syndrome? I think a lot of it probably has to do with us trying Mm. to do it on our own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, feeling like... Mm. um, Everybody looking around, Mm -hmm. looking at all of the smart people around us. Mm -hmm. We've got lots of um, messages coming at us of all of these people who are awesome. You know, they're they're the people who do the things the best way. They're always in the magazines. Uh They're the ones who have the social media uh, shiny posts and the followers and the influencers. And um, I'm not as good as them, so I must not be good at all. Mm -hmm. Um, That and I think we try to take on all of this by ourselves and think that we are capable of being uh, all things to all people at all times. Okay. Mm. What about you, TK? Uh, I I talk about this a lot, but I really do think at the heart of it is some sort of a pride situation Mm -hmm. because there's such a, it's such a thin line between pride and complete insecurity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think imposter syndrome sounds like to me, when I've had that, it's complete insecurity. Mm-hmm. But that insecurity is happening because I want to be known as good. I want to make a name for myself. I want to be known to be good at this. But yet, deep down inside, I know I'm not good mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. So it's like this battle between pride and insecurity inside of me mm-hmm. that I try to hide that I'm having this battle by being bigger or louder right. or more fun or something like that. But deep down inside, this battle is going between um, this desire to be known or good versus the knowledge that I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm what it feels like it almost feels like the desire to be known and the fear to be known oh yes like right yes that are in conflict right yeah Yeah. because i mean that's one of our basic human Mm -hmm. yeah needs is to be known Mm. right but at the same time Mm. we're afraid if we are really known that will be rejected right. will be rejected that right. that's so, it it's yep. the rejection the fear of rejection yeah. yes so this is like 
you know, we've we've heard this term in the last, uh, I'm going to say five years or so, it's kind of surfaced. And I was thinking about it and how much it is tied to our identity. You just said mm-hmm. what we want to be known for, mm-hmm. what we want to, people to remember about us or say about us and, and the fear that we're not really who we want to be, mm-hmm. you know, who we pretend to be. Right. That conflict going on yeah. eter- internally that that makes us want to fill that void with something that never can. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. And I also think it's the whisper of the lies of the enemy. Sure. Of yeah. him saying you'll never be good enough. Yeah. And there's it's twisting truth because yes, we are never good enough. Right. There is nothing we can do to earn our own salvation. There is nothing we can do to become clean again Mm -hmm. after we've messed up there's nothing we can do we do not have that power and the enemy reminds us of that Mm -hmm. you know you are you are not good enough you will never measure up there's nothing you can do there's nothing you can do Mm -hmm. to make this situation better because you there's you're not good Mm -hmm. and uh but jesus Mm -hmm. but you know god says yes i will take all that on for you and i am what makes you clean and um, washed white as snow and all of your sin gone away. But we like to listen to the lies of the enemy saying mm-hmm. you're not yeah. good enough. You'll never measure up. Well, and I also think the enemy goes one step beyond that, too. You're not good enough. You're never going to make you measure up. So just give up. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. And that's the that's the fear of it is that you just give up. Yeah, mm-hmm. we just give up. We don't try any longer. We don't lean on mm-hmm. Jesus. We just think I'm not good enough. I can't yeah. do it. Um, so right, that, or we get so good at putting on that mask mm-hmm. and pretending that we're something we're not. And it's the pretending. Yeah. It's yeah. the pretending piece of it. And we're so, we live such public lives now. Yeah. Everybody yeah. can be on Facebook Live or mm-hmm. on you know the internet in some manner. Uh, YouTube have your own channel. All those things. Mm-hmm. We're so public that I think it makes us pretend even more. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's really no private sector now. It's yeah. just all public. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's a celebrity. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And identity is at the heart of it all. I think yep. that if I had to like pinpoint and nail down the greatest tactic of the enemy in our current culture, it's identity. Like all around that, you're not who God says you are. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not good enough. You're not, mm-hmm. and, then, and then there's the other psychology side of it that you need to tell yourself you are good yes, enough, right? right? You're great and that you get a participation trophy because you showed up and, mm-hmm. you know, all the things. And, and so there's a constant battle of us as women um, to really identify ourselves in a way that feels right. And mm-hmm. I, I've, I mean, I, I've struggled with this most of my life. In um, being who I think people think I am. Does that make sense? Uh You know, when you're a um, when you're a believer, you're under a a little bit more scrutiny from maybe people who aren't believers um, to live a life that's consistent with what you say you believe. But none of us are even even capable of that. Right. Um, and, and that's what makes Jesus so appealing for me because I'm not good enough yeah. and I can't do it on my own, yeah. but I think it's an identity thing. And mm-hmm. I think all of us too have past hurts and hangups that I don't. then, <laughs> except for Carol, except, except for, for I do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> that then start to define how we see ourselves. You know, that, that person, that person saw me as, um, this way. And if I, 
they got they got to really know me and they saw oh, that's true me as xyz yeah and if i am real and honest with somebody again they're not going to like me either mm-hmm. just like this person over here didn't like me we build um, a case against ourselves that's right yeah. yeah yeah and we think that one person's interactions with us is the way people see us that one person is every person and or or maybe one significant person sure, i think cuz right, that's what yeah. you're saying is that mm-hmm. we base how we want other people to see based on the hurt of that right. significant person in your life. That's just so true. That's yeah. so true. And we don't want to be hurt again. Yes. Who wants to be hurt? That doesn't no. feel good. We want to be loved and seen and known and appreciated. And yeah. uh, if we have Not those rejected. past experiences where we were rejected, mm-hmm. we, it's hard to want to expose the real you. So it's easier for us just to put on those masks. Yeah. And I think it's Brene Brown that says when you when you do that, when you don't let yourself be fully known, you can't expect uh, you can't experience full joy. Mm, yeah. So if you're yeah. not known, I mean, that would make total sense yeah. Yeah. in a cerebral sort of way. I mean, emotionally, yeah. it scares me to death. Right. Um, yeah. But I think for, for most of us, we're like, yeah, but we want to experience full joy. But are we really? willing to enter a relationship where we're fully known that's true that's true and i uh, am reminded of a book that i read that talked about this this false self that Mm -hmm. we put on Mm -hmm. when we've been traumatized and it might be because of a mistake we made in the past or a hurt that someone did to us but Mm -hmm. as a protective measure people tend to create a false self and that that self does all the operating in the public sphere so it's like it may be trying like and you mentioned you think the way people you think people want you to be right. So right. you perform the way you think someone wants you to be. Maybe you're the funny person. So you've always got to be funny, even right. if you're hurting inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but that false self has to be constantly fed by false affirmations. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. why Facebook likes mean so much because that fuels that false self that's why people have to laugh if you're trying to be the funny person all the time yeah so you you're constantly being fed by external things instead of allowing that false self to go away being authentic and let jesus meet you right there mm. yeah you know one of the places i struggle the most in this particular issue is with our with my parenting mm. i want to be seen as the perfect parent oh right you know i want my kid to be the perfect kid and yeah. i want to be seen as the perfect parent and um, so the stories I'm going to tell, except maybe to a few people, but the stories that I'm going to tell the, you know, general world are typically going to be stories of how great my kid is. Right. You know, look right. at this great thing he did. He did this thing. And aren't I a great parent mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he did such a good job at this uh-huh. thing. And, um, yeah, I don't want my, my parenting flaws to be exposed. You yeah. got you girls do oh, that as parents? Sure. all the time. For sure. And, you know, I, here, here's the other thing, too. Somebody said this to me years ago. I don't even remember who it was, but they said, do you know that people are individuals? And I was like, well, of course I know that. I may be blonde, but I'm not that dumb, you know, right? <laughs> and they said, no, what, I, what I'm talking about is that two perfectly great parents, not perfect because there's nobody perfect, but two perfectly great parents can raise a kid who then makes their own decisions and does something that doesn't look good on the family. Yeah, sure. And yeah. two completely broken people can raise a kid that turns out to be great and does wonderful things. Right. You know? Right. And you're like, 
I, I've never thought of it that way before, but we tend to attach so much of our identity to the successes and or failures of our children right. that that's dangerous right. because we don't give them individual um, the individualism yeah. they desire. You right. know, we smother them sometimes with yeah. that being who we are in our identity. And I've man, right? I've had to apologize so much to my kid um, that I can't even tell you. I could. We could do a whole podcast on just today, the apologies yeah. I've had yeah. to make mm-hmm. because I'm so, but I, I'd much rather be that kind of parent that admits their failures mm-hmm. than one who never admits failure mm-hmm. and sends my kid out into the world with a false sense of what's real and what's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But it's does. hard. It's still yeah. hard it's so because hard. It, encounter, it, it, it acknowledges something in me that. I haven't yeah. totally surrendered. I think I said that before, but yeah, this yeah. is convicting. Well, if you're struggling with uh, feeling like a bad parent, I'm reminded of the fact that Adam and Eve had the perfect parent oh. and they still messed up. Yes, yes. right. It's true. It For is sure. their choice. It is yeah. your child's choice. But but I, like you ladies, uh, identify myself with how my kids are doing mm-hmm. and how well you see my kids are doing. So I'm in control of the the appearance that you have of them. Yeah. Um, but they're public relations. That's yeah, right. Person. I am. Yeah. That's right. Momager. Yeah, you're yeah. the momager. But it's but it's true. But allowing ourselves um, to apologize, uh, acknowledging when we mess up, is great parenting for them, and it's great parenting for me. Yeah. I need to constantly do that. And I think part of what I think what might help us deal with imposter syndrome is not trying to pretend we're perfect. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, It's just letting go of that perception or that desired perception and just acknowledging our mess ups. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that take all the sting away from from it or not all of it, but some of the sting away from it? Well, I I know. I mean, I can speak to that directly because I, I mean, I used to live with, um, the illusion that because I was a public person, I had to have all the answers. Mm. And then I went through a divorce and became a single parent. And I wouldn't even go to my local Walmart because I was so like ashamed, mm-hmm. carried that mm-hmm. around for, well, and still to this day struggle with it from time to time. But, but one of the things that that taught me was that when people like, I had people come up to me and say things like, Oh, you're, you're real just like me. Now, I had never said, welcome, all of you, you know, people, I'm going to impart my wisdom upon you. You know, I never said anything Unwashed like that. masses, come yeah, hither. <laughs> because of, of what I do, people had put, yeah. put you on a pedestal, yeah. you know. And, and But when I admitted yeah. that brokenness and said, yeah. you know, this is what it is and I'm, I'm walking through it. I had so much, so many rich conversations yeah. with people who are like, you're just like me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. yes, I mm-hmm. am. Right. Yeah. But if I had just continued to pretend like that that wasn't the case, yeah. I would yeah. have never had some of the richest relationships I have to this day. Yeah. Yeah. And great conversations about the brokenness of life and the things that we walk through that oftentimes aren't our choosing or sometimes they mm-hmm. are. Um, but that there's grace and yes. Jesus still loves you. Yeah. And, um, so that was a that was a big breaking point for me because I'm gonna tell you there was a lot of days where I just closed the blinds and 
let everybody think what they wanted to until it was too late to ignore you know (laughs) it's like everybody else knows you got a problem but you don't acknowledge the problem thinking that they won't know i have a problem if i don't have a problem well and i think here's the main thing too for that is that everybody has a problem sure every single person may Mm -hmm. i mean everybody everybody has a problem it Mm -hmm. may not look like your problem it may not look like somebody else's problem but everybody has something they're hiding that they wouldn't want exposed for the world to see right and um, we're all carrying some sort of yep. something we're ashamed of, mm-hmm. um, but we're all, we if we just remember that everybody's in that same mm-hmm. everybody's everybody. in that same boat. Nobody everybody. is perfect except Jesus, yes. right? And we will not be rejected by Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's right. When you dig down to that fear of rejection, and it can be any situation in your life, that fear of rejection, we are not rejected by Jesus. When we surrender to him, we will not be rejected by him. Mm -hmm. That's such a powerful truth. When we're fearing rejection so much, that's the place we can always go where there will be no rejection. And we don't have to put on a mask with Jesus. No, Jesus knows us intimately. He knows knows us intimately. And loves us mm-hmm. yes. deeply. He and he knows all the things. He knows all, yeah. all the things that we would never tell anybody else. Mm-hmm. He knows all the shame we carry. He knows all the things we've done, and yet he still says, "My daughter, I yeah. love you." <sighs> and I'm going to go out on a limb here because y'all know I like to live on the limbs. <laughs> but I think there are a lot of people who think a relationship with God is sitting in a church pew every Sunday. Oh yeah. Mm. And I I only say that because I played church for a lot of years without really knowing Jesus. Yeah. And the reason I say that is because that's so much a part of imposter syndrome because of where we live. We, you know, we grew up in the Bible Belt, especially if you're, you're from here. You, I mean, you probably were in church before you even knew what church was. And I think a lot of people can grow up with a false sense of security, like, and you're like, well, I go to church. Every That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. I want to make sure that you know Jesus because you can pretend for a while, but that won't ever satisfy you yeah. and you'll continue to hurt. And then you'll just try to pretend more and then it'll hurt more. And then you'll try to pretend more. And it's really a dangerous cycle to get in um, because you don't know Jesus. And so I just, I mean, here's the thing. Church is definitely a part of your journey, needs to be. You need to be in a good Bible-believing church. But if you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart personally, then going to every church this side of heaven won't help you. That's right. So I say that to say because I think a lot of people sit in church Sunday after Sunday and they think they've checked that box, but they really don't know Jesus. And that's one of the reasons that we do this podcast is because... We don't want you to make that mistake and then find out when it's too late. Right. And it's it is it's only too late if you get to the pearly gates mm-hmm. without Jesus. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you get if you die without him, that's when it's too late. But it is never too late before then. Right. Wonderful. And it is it might feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. sitting in a pew mm-hmm. and knowing, yeah, I've never really given my life to Christ, but you don't want to admit that. Yeah. That is okay. Mm-hmm. Admit it right now yeah. because um, you need Jesus more than you need anything else in this mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. And you may be teaching Sunday school. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> is true. Yeah, Or Bible study or any number mm-hmm. of things. Yeah. But 
we would not be doing what God called us to do if we didn't say, hey, have you thought about this? Maybe it's because you don't know Jesus. So here I'm going to give you something real simple to do. You don't even have to sit in a pew and go up front and do all of the handshaking and all that stuff. Although I would strongly encourage that you tell somebody if that's your decision today. But you can just pull out your phone right now. If you're watching on your phone, you can write this down for later. But you can text the word Jesus to 800. I'm waiting for you to write that down. Don't say you're going to do it later because you won't. Do it right now. 800 293-1069. Just text the word Jesus. And what I'll do is I'll send you Billy Graham's Steps to Peace with God, and, and he'll just walk you through how you start that relationship today, right now. And you can get rid of all this imposter syndrome. Now, I will tell you this. You may still struggle with imposter syndrome after sure. you ask Jesus in your heart, because I do yeah. from time to time. Yeah. I think same, we all same. do. Yes. yes, same. But here's the thing. You have a home base to go back to. You have somebody who can set you right again. You have somebody who can put you on the right path. You have his word that he will speak to you from and get your identity settled. But until you do that. And you're never rejected. Right. Never rejected. Never and rejected. fully known yeah. and fully loved. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the and relationship. That's exactly right. And that's. Mm-hmm. What will get rid? That's how you battle back. Number one, mm-hmm. yeah. with imposter syndrome, because you can't be good enough. Yeah. If you could be good enough, then Jesus wouldn't have had to go to the cross. That's right. That's right. So um, that is our heartbeat here. Yeah. Um, I want you to hear that because I think sometimes um, you you can think, oh, I'm just coming to get a little encouragement, and and you are. And we hope you're encouraged by this podcast. But at the heartbeat of it, we really don't want you to miss Jesus. Right. Um, because none of us will be sitting around these microphones without that relationship mm-hmm. that changed everything. Do we get away from it? Absolutely, we do. Do we sin? Absolutely, mm-hmm. we do. Right. Yeah, I don't. Um, well, except kidding. for Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I do. But, yes, we but all sin every we day. We can all come back and let God set our identity yeah. straight, which I think imposter syndrome at its heart really deals with our identity and our pride and our... Um, all those things that we've gone a lifetime carrying around, we don't have to anymore. Yes. We don't oh, have to. Ooh, I feel you better thinking about down. that. Thank you, right? Jesus. Yes. Right? You can lay Thank it you, all Jesus. down. and But that's a choice. A choice you have to make. Nobody mm-hmm. can make it for you. Yeah. You have to make that choice. And so it is our prayer that you'll do that today. Yep. Don't wait any longer. Stop In being fact, an imposter. Yeah. Stop being an imposter and, and get that right today because that is what... God has been calling you home, and I believe, I'm crazy enough to believe that he might even have you listening to this podcast right now, this moment, (laughs) for another invitation for you to hear, um, to come to him, to come home. And we would love to hear from you. Sure. If there are other ways that we as a ministry can support you Mm -hmm. in your walk with Jesus, reach out, girltalk at thelightfm.org. Yes. I'm praying for you. Absolutely. Because we love you. We sure do. We sure do. Hey, we want to say thank you to our friends at Compassion. You talk about people who are making a difference in the world. They so are uh, they are helping uh, children get out of poverty in Jesus' name. They lead with Jesus. They make sure that every child that's in the Compassion program knows what Jesus has done for them. We are big believers in the ministry of Compassion, and um, you can find out about child sponsorship, about ways to get involved with Compassion at thelightfm.org. Just click on the Compassion banner, also on the Girl Talk page as well. So thank you to Compassion for sponsoring this season of the Girl Talk podcast, and we'll see you next time we gather around these microphones for the next Girl Talk podcast.